The following is a presentation of Embassy Media and Marshall Davis Ministries. Welcome, everyone. We want to welcome you to another edition of Financial Fridays right here, presented by Marshall Davis Ministries. I am Pastor Sean Davis. You can follow me at SD2Mikes on Twitter and Sean Marcel Davis on Facebook. So glad that you all could be with us this Friday evening before the holiday season begins. Once again, we have the great elder Alonzo Hinton coming to give us financial stability and advice tonight. As always, once again, we're brought to you by Marshall Davis Ministries. If you want to watch any of the previous episodes of Financial Fridays, feel free to go to the Facebook page of Apostle Marshall Davis and also Chicagoland Christian Center to get information there. Elder Alonzo Hinton will also give you his business website and his email and other information because you need to get in contact with him outside of just receiving from him on Financial Fridays and allowing him to consult you in financial matters that will truly bless your life. So once again, I would like to introduce my brother in the ministry and my brother in real life, Elder Alonzo Hinton. Bro, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Happy to tell my sis happy birthday. I will do that. I will do that. I can't wait to get home to her and yes, to uh, celebrate with her. Um, thank you so much. You've blessed her just in Financial Fridays, and we'll allow her to get that testimony possibly one day on Financial Fridays. That's us as a family as well. So without further ado, you can go right ahead and start with your teaching this Friday. Yes, sir. Praise God. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. You know, here on Financial Fridays, we are here to help improve your financial health, to make your financial life better. <clears throat> so definitely, we always want to present topics that show us not just how to be uh, prosperous on the financial end, but we also want to make sure that we are following biblical financial principles because we want to be set apart from the world. We don't want to get wealthy the way the world gets wealthy. God has specific principles that he wants us to follow in order us for us to be blessed and for us to stay blessed. So today we're going to talk about principles of a blessed person. So everybody wants to be blessed, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to be blessed in your health, whether you want to be blessed in your finances, whether you want to be blessed in your relationships, everybody wants to be uh, blessed. But there are certain principles and we today, of course, on Financial Fridays, we're talking about being financially blessed. So there are certain principles that you have to follow in the kingdom in order to become or stay financially blessed. So these are the attributes of a, a blessed person in the kingdom. The blessed person gives his, gives his or her resources freely, cheerfully and out of a genuine appreciation to God. Generosity is God's antidote, antidote to greed. We know in 2 Corinthians 9, it says, give grudgingly, not of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So giving always has to do with the condition of your heart. So we want to make sure our heart is pure. We have to go before God continually and ask him to show us our heart because we don't always know what's in our heart. Sometimes it's layers of unforgiveness. It's layers of forgiveness, which causes us not to flow in obedience to God's word. So we have to be honest with God and make sure our heart is pure before God when he asks us to do something. A simple prayer 
that I pray all the time is, okay, God, this is challenging for me to do, but it's more important for me to be obedient to your word than for me to stay in my feelings. So give me the strength or give me the faith. In the Bible, the man says, help my unbelief. So that simple prayer will help us to see what's in our heart and hinder and help us recognize what's keeping us from being obedient to God's words. To be blessed, our principal attitude has to be that all money and possessions belong to God. So as stewards, and God calls us stewards in his in uh, the Bible, as stewards, it's our fiduciary responsibility to use what God belongs to, what belongs to God correctly. And a fiduciary duty is an acceptance or responsibility that all money and possessions belong to God. As steward, uh, I'm sorry, as a, a fiduciary duty is an acceptance or responsibility to act in the best interest of another person or entity. So that's found in the parables of the talents, which you can find in either Matthew 25, 15 through 30 or Luke 19, 11 through 27. So we need to understand it's our responsibility. God has given us the responsibility to manage his resources. All the resources belong to God. Everything on earth, the word says a cattle on a thousand hill, hills belong to God. So we need to understand that everything in the earth realm belongs to God. And he gives us the opportunity to manage what belongs to him. And we have to manage it responsibly in order for God continually to allow the blessings of God to the blessings of the kingdom to flow into our life. So we have to remember as attributes of the blessed person, we have to remember money can't buy happiness. Luke 12 and 15 says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. The thing about possession, the Bible talks about that the eyes of man are never satisfied. So we continually want to buy something more new. We want to buy something more expensive. We want to buy something more we want to buy something larger, a larger house to make ourselves feel better. So you'll never be satisfied with those material things. But those aren't the things that are supposed to make you happy. Your relationship with God is, is what's supposed to fulfill you. So how do we use the blessings of God? We have to think about that. If we want to have the attributes of a blessed person, we have to think about how do we use the blessings of God? Are we a conduit? Do we allow the blessings of God to flow through us to other people? Or do we stop the stream of God's favor? Do we eat up our seed? Do we allow the river to flow? Or do we dam up? We stop God's supply. That's up to us. The blessings of God always come to us. Are we stopping them, flowing them, allowing them to flow to other people? Once again, we're managing what God's, <coughs> excuse me, we're managing God's possessions. And one of the reasons that God blesses us is for us to be a blessing to other people. In Genesis, it says Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. So God wants to continue that. But we have to allow the blessings of God to flow through us. And stewardship, what is so God expects us to uh, use what we need when he blesses us, right? He blesses us. He wants us to use what we need. My God should supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Then we're supposed to multiply what he gives us and then return the rest to either other people or to God. And then that's the part of our stewardship, which is trusting, knowing and distributing his blessings. Once again, that's part of our mandate to distribute the blessings of God to other people. But if we're not sufficiently blessed, we'll hold on to that. Once again, we'll block what's going on in our lives 
we'll block what's going on with what God gives us if we don't feel that we have sufficiency in our lives. And the blessing of stewardship is in giving. And that's what we're going to talk about all day, giving. So if giving makes you nervous, talking about giving makes you nervous, you might as well get over it right now because you can't receive the blessings of God without unlocking this, only unlocked through sowing into the kingdom. So now we get into the principles of what makes us blessed. The first principle is the principle of knowing, and we kind of went over it already, the principle of knowing that God owns everything, that God owns it all. Haggai 2, 9, 8 through 9 says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. God is the creator of the universe. The Bible talks about that when God created the heavens and the earth, one of the things that were created was silver and gold. We know that scripture is in Genesis. So all that belongs to him. So we know once again, that ability to tap into that, he allows us to tap into that ability. First Corinthians 4 and 2 says that it's required of those who've been given a trust or a stewardship to be faithful. So we have to be faithful over what God has given us. A steward is simply a manager or someone of someone else's money or possession. So once again, we're managers of God's money and possessions, and that includes your talents. And then we give it all back to God and manage it as he would have us manage it. Once again, we're talking about kingdom responsibility, kingdom wealth. So we have to manage things the way God wants us to manage it. And we can only know that by knowing his word. And once again, on Financial Fridays, those are the things we're trying to present to you. How do I understand the principles of God so I can manage his possessions, his money, what he has given me the correct way and not the way the world has taught me. Because once again, it's two completely separate things. This stewardship that God has given us is a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 8 and 18. What does Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says? That God has given us the ability to obtain wealth. So through this stewardship, God gives us this ability to obtain wealth. God just doesn't say, I'm gonna give you the ability to obtain wealth without providing a way for you to obtain that wealth. And that way is provided through his stewardship. The power to obtain wealth is manifested in the stewardship that God has given you over the earth realm, all right? We need to understand that. That's probably the most important thing other than giving that we'll talk about today. The power to obtain wealth is manifested in steward the stewardship that God has given you, hallelujah. The next principle we're going to talk about is the principle of giving from the top. We know this if we've been in church anytime, even if we're not consistent tithers, that God wants us to give a tenth of our income. Genesis 14 and 20 says that Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. So God expects a tenth of everything right off the top. Proverbs 3 and 9 tells us to honor the Lord from our wealth by giving the first of all our produce. So the best part, he wants the best part. God don't want us to wait until everything is picked over. Anybody on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is coming up next week. Do you like the turkey when it's first fresh out the oven and it's all golden brown and hot and piping? Or do you like, do you wait till it comes to the end where everybody's picked over? They picked over the white meat or if you like dark meat, they picked over the dark meat. You just see what's in, you just see what's left. It's bones all over the place looking all dry. Who, who wants that? Even God don't want that. <clears throat> Honoring God's first shows he's the main priority in our life. And that's what God wants. He wants us to, why? Now, why does he want it that way? Because we're the main priority in his life. So he expects 
the same thing from us, that we be the main priority in his life. And what, what do we always talk about? God expects nothing from us that he doesn't give himself. We talk about giving and God gave the ultimate gift when he says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. And God expects the same thing from us just as he gave his best for us to give him his best. Uh, once again, honoring God shows that he is the main priority in our life. And we know Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness means his way of doing things. And once you seek God and do things his way, everything else will be added unto you. So that's the expectation, the principle that you give from the top. The next principle we're going to discuss is the principle of supernatural provision. I like that. I know y'all waiting for that one, supernatural the uh, principle of supernatural provision. So 1 Kings 17, 14 through 16 talks about how uh, the woman went away and did everything according to the word of Elijah. This scripture, which we read a few weeks ago, we talk about how the woman, Elijah came to the woman house and she said, man, Elijah was basically like, what's going on? What you doing? The woman was like, well, I got a little meal, a little water, a little oil. I'm going to whip it up real quick. This is the last food I got. Me and my son going to die. Right? And Elijah said, nope, make me a cake first. So she made a cake. And here's a scripture. Because she was obedient to the man of God, the word of God says, she and her household ate for many days, and the bin of flour was not used up, <coughs> Excuse me. nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the the word of the Lord, which he spoke of Elijah. And once again, that's found in first Kings 17, 14 through 16. So we want to be able to tap into that supernatural provision where we sow a seed and it lasts us the rest of our life. But we have to believe in God's ability to get the supernatural to us. And we have to release control. So what the woman of God did was she released control. Because she had made up in her mind she was going to die right there on the spot after she ate her and her son ate what was left over. But she trusted God. And because she trusted God, God released supernatural provision in her life. And the word of God says that being a flower was not used up. It was provision in her life the rest of her days because of this one obedient act. Because of this one obedient act, not only she lived, but her seed lived. Wow, that's powerful. So it not only tapped into her life, it tapped into her seeds like that allows her seed to live. Once again, nor did the jar of oil run dry. So once again, that provision is made. Supernatural provision happens when the natural is not enough. Anybody ever been in a situation where the natural was enough? But once again, you have to do like the woman of God. Trust God sometimes with your last. If we can make it happen on our own, then there's no need for faith. If we do not have faith and have no need for God, he will not step into areas that we have reserved for our own self-control. So once again, we have to release control by trusting God and opening up our hand and giving what God is what what God has asked us to give, to tap into that supernatural provision. The principle of supernatural provision is that God is strong when the flesh cannot be. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the next principle we're going to talk about is a principle of knowing how to be content. There's nothing wrong. We need to understand the word of God says 
the word of God says, but if we have food and clothing, we need to be content with that. There's nothing wrong with being in a point in your life where, how do I say this without contradicting? There's nothing in a point in your life, nothing that wrong with being a point in your life where it seems like the blessings of God aren't flowing. And we have to learn to be content where we are and not murmur and complain because the expectation work first death first Thessalonians 5 and 17 says and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and whether we realize it or not our abilities to stay content and continually praise and worship God shows God that we're he's a priority in our life not what we can do for him financially I know I've been at points in my life where I wasn't blessed financially and I had a straight up attitude toward God. God, where you at? How you allowing me to be in this situation? And what that did, that kept me from hearing clearly from God who was trying to show me how to get out of that situation. But I can only get out of that situation by maintaining my connection or my open lines of communication with him by understanding who he is. And that revelation is only revealed through prayer and through worship and continuing to honor God. We need to realize there's nothing wrong in making money as long as we do not violate the laws of the land. Number one, as long as we don't violate the laws of the land. And then number two, the principles of God. So we have to be honorable in both to receive the blessings of God. The person of principle who subscribes to the values of the Bible will be a good steward who obeys the law of giving. Once again, if you want to be blessed, you have to obey the law of giving. Luke 6, 38, what does it say? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. We like that part right there. <laughs> but let's remember the last part of it. And with the same measure that ye meet with all shall it be given to you. So the same measure or with the same attitude you give out, it'll be given back to you. So it's, a, it's I don't want to say it's a catch, but it's a in geometry in high school. It was an if then clause. If you fulfill this part, you receive this part over here. So you can't receive without giving. And we need to understand that principle, because when you talk about finances in the kingdom of God and to, in the church, we get nervous. Right. Because we think that somebody's trying to ask us for something or tr somebody's trying to get something from us. But we don't realize that it's a principle that God has released into the earth realm, that whether you're saved or not, if you want to tap into wealth, if you want to tap into the wealth that you have to abide by. And that's sowing a seed. And we cannot get around that. Once again, Genesis 8, 22 says, as long as the earth time remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest. What do we always say on Financial Friday? That means I always have a seed. And because I always have a seed, I always have an opportunity to receive a harvest. You cannot receive without giving first. That's a principle that flows through the earth realm on every level and that we cannot skip over it. It's a if you have a mindset that ooh, let me ooh, I'm about to get in the hole. I feel like the Holy Ghost just dropped up on me. I'm trying not to get super religious. We need as people of God, 
we need to get rid of this mindset that someone needs to give me something because that is totally contrary to how God is trying to give you a blessing. Even the woman of God, which we just read in first Corinthians, first Kings 17, before she was provided for, for the rest of her life, she had to throw a seed first. So you can't get around that process. And the people of God, we need to stop allowing people to, oh, we need to stop allowing people to break us from the opportunity for the supernatural provision of, of God to get into our life by telling us that the church is trying to rob us. No, the church ain't trying to rob you because when you sow, you're not giving to the church. You're giving to God. You're sowing it to God. You give, you being obedient to what God says. Amen. Hallelujah. So I didn't kind of went off track a little bit because I got excited, but you can't get around that giving. You can't get, a, get around that sowing. All right, Pastor Sean, do you have something? I'm sorry. Man, I got God, let me tell you something. You had me up here in the studio shouting. Let me tell you something. You're talking about the supernatural provision, and then you're talking about this is what I got. When you started talking about the triangle is what you're talking about, right? Yes. And you're talking about we've already been given God, and we've been given his son. So when you know two of the degrees within that perfect triangle, it has y'all equal up to what is it 180? Yes, 180. Uh, is that right? That sound right. I believe it's 180. Yeah, that sound right. So, you know, because the isosceles is the perfect triangle. That's what don't take me back until my days, but right. you know, I'm sure our sister Bettina, she'll be telling us the right hey, answer somewhere. Warren, you out there listening, somebody text us, give us the answer. So we but know right. The point you're trying to make is we've already been given his son and his word. Yes. That, that's what I was trying to. So if we've been given his son and his word, then finding out what's, what's left in the perfect triangle of yeah. his promises and what he's put within us, we should know it. We it's should deductive reasoning by following after the likeness of his son as he walked in earth and then allowing us to become the walking word in our lives. And that will equal up to the promises and the blessings of God. Yes, it will. We made it so simple from a mathematical standpoint. And if we can apply that to our financial life, the one thing that also jumped out to me when you were talking about the supernatural, and maybe you can delve into this, because I know a lot of people really struggle with putting God first in their finances. Like, and I can't, no one can throw stones because everybody goes through it. Everybody has put something before God. And their finances, especially when you feel like it's an emergency. We've all done it. We've all done it. But and yes, but the word of God tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. So just talk about how to overcome, possibly for the people out there. How do you overcome uh, or naturally how uh, better yet, naturally, how important it is to set priority financially in mm -hmm. your life? So that kind of flows into what we're going to go on later, but Amen. tips, but I'm going to just give a little preview. First of all, if you have to be honest with yourself and we, we reference the scripture of God, where the man, Jesus asked a man to do something and Jesus and the man said, Lord, help my unbelief. We just have to be straight up honest and raw with God and say, this area is a struggle for me. Lord, I've read your word. And I know what it says about giving, 
for whatever reason, I'm having an issue trusting what the man of God is saying, or maybe simply my circumstances are talking to me bigger or louder than what the word of God says. And we have to lay our heart before God and be honest and say, this is a difficult area for me and allow him to deal with our heart issues of what's really going on. Because it might be plain and simple that we don't want to release control and trust what God says, right? Because the thing about money, money represents power and control. So that's the reason why we really don't want to let it go, right? When somebody tells you to give, somebody tells you to sow, somebody tells you to pay this, you know, you feel a little resentment if you don't have none left because you feel like that you've lost some of your power or your ability to operate in authority. That's why when you feel that's why when a man particular, when he's not working, it's, it's very difficult for him because he feels like that he's not walking in the purposes of God for him to be a provider. Right. Because it, it taps into the authority that we has and what God is doing by telling us to give. He's coming against that mindset that says. I'm in control. I have authority. And allowing us to tap into the authority and the power of God. Right? I don't know if anybody's ever seen this, but it's a meme on Facebook where the little girl, Jesus is talking to the little girl, and he's he's telling her to give this little bitty a teddy bear to him, right? And the girl say, but I love it so much, Jesus. And behind Jesus back, he holding a teddy bear four times the size of what the little girl is holding on to. And that's what God is trying to give us by giving us, by him telling us to give up that tenth. Because he's not even telling us to give up the whole 100%. He's just asking for, a, at the beginning, a minimum of the tenth. He's trying to release so much more into our life that will as we just read in first Kings 17, that will sustain us the rest of our life. And the reality is that that tenth we're giving away is not going to meet our needs anyway. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to do a little something, but it's not really giving us what he wants. And then, then once again, going on to the tips, when we're going to talk about later on, we just not responsible for that part. Because if you decide you want to become a tither, you already a tither, that doesn't magic, that's not going to magically fix your debt or what you owe. You're still responsible on the natural for making sure that you're managing, managing that 90% properly. And that's where the stewardship comes in. That's when it comes budgeting, uh, looking at different things like that, managing your credit correctly, looking at your credit score. So it's a two-pronged attack, two-pronged attack, first natural and spiritual, where you're responsible naturally. But the tithe is a spiritual principle that allows you to tap into God's supernatural provision. And that's what we're looking at. And that's why we talk about how important it is. And we talk about this all the time because even people in the world understand the importance of sowing a seed. And we talk about this all the time on Financial Friday. Just go on the internet and look up how to become successful financially. I've read so many books. Uh, what's the how uh, uh, 
Think and Grow Rich. I can't think of the name of the author now. I've read so many books on how to become a millionaire. And one of the key tenets of increasing your financial wealth is to sow attentive your income. These aren't even books based on biblical principles that, that confess to be religious books, but they understand that one principle that you have to sow at least a tenth of your income, that that expectation so income can come back to you. So we have to understand that process. And it may be challenging, but we have to ask God to reveal our heart to us. And I know that sounds religious, but the reality is there's something inside of you that's saying, I can't do this. There's something inside of you that's causing you to, in reality, reject God's word because that's what you're doing. You're rejecting the word of God, which is allow will allow you to be blessed. Go ahead, man of God. Man of God, I thank you. I knew my sister was going to reach out. It is an equilateral triangle. It is 60, 60, 60. Yeah, there you go. I got the 180 right, and the isosceles is with the 245s in the corner. Right. In the perfect 90. There you go. There I, you. I remember a little bit from Chicago. That's a long time ago, though. I know. I know. Yes. Praise God. Well, I'm so excited about you getting ready to get into the tips. People, God, once again, continue to tune in, continue to share this great, empowering financial word coming from Elder Alonzo Hinton each and every Sunday, uh, Friday night right here, 7 p.m. on Facebook page, Chicagoland Christian Center and Apostle Marshall Davis. Let's get to our tips. I'm so ready, Elder Hinton. Okay, so we got time. We got a few more principles or we- uh, oh, get, go, right, go right ahead and finish up your principles. Okay, yes, sir. Okay. So we're gonna go through these principles real quick so we can get to these tips. The principle of resisting worldviews, and this is my favorite one right here. Romans 12 and two says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. We must not allow the world to dictate to us their view of what our life can should consist of. The world should not be allowed to design our lifestyle. Wow. The world should not be allowed to design our lifestyle. The world should not tell us what success is and what the picture of affluence should look like. You can experience great success and great wealth as long as your giving is in proportion to your giving. So we need to be careful as saints of God, as citizens of the kingdom. We aren't allowing the world system to dictate to us that says that you have to have this to be successful. We need to determine with our mind based on the word of God, what makes us happy, what's going to determine the success. And that success is what? Being obedient to God. And as you follow the principles of God, He, God won't put a limit on what he allows to flow through you financially. That limit is based exclusively on your imagination. The next principle, the principle of plenty left over. God is, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 through 9, the living Bible. God is able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not only be enough for your needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully for others. When it comes to giving, we must do so in complete confidence that God will not only meet our needs, but also allow us to have plenty left over so that we can joyfully share with others. On Tuesday, a Bible study apostle was teaching from James where it talks about what good is it to say to somebody, be filled, don't be hungry anymore, and you don't give them anything, right? 
we have part of 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 tapping into kingdom wealth is so that we can sow into each other right so we can sow into the needy so we can sow into the family so we our families we can sow into other people so it's not just about us being able to get a a car a house nice nice amount of money in a bank it's also about helping other people so the principle of plenty left over the principle of obedience yeah bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house we are commanded to obey God in the areas of tithes and offerings. God does not need our money. God is not broke. I'm going to say that again. God does not need our money. God is not broke. His goal is to be in a relationship with you. His goal is relational, not financial. So in your obedience to God, you're developing and building that relationship. It really has nothing to do with finances, right? It, it is in developing the relationship. Job, I think 36, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And if you obey and serve him, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. So it's God developing that relationship with God. And we need to understand that God always blesses our obedience. He wants to bless us in the God wants to bless you in the best way possible. Wow. He don't want to bless you the little bit, but he want to bless you in the best way possible. But that can only happen when you're obedient to his word and to his will. The next one is the principle of being proactive. We need to make sure we take action to be proactive. The abilities and giftings that he provides motivate us to action. Sometimes it takes our persistence in doing the same things faithfully with the heart of a servant. Other times it's useful to try new things or new methods and seek after new opportunities. Sometimes it's just being consistent, doing the same thing over and over, day after day, year after year, which brings us financial blessings. So taking action, being proactive, and not giving up, not quitting are the principles of living the life of a blessed person. And then the principle of increased measure. Once again, we'll read this scripture, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So we must give if we ever have a hope to receive a return. The size of our return is dependent on the size of our gift and our return will be bountiful over and above our expectations. So that's three different things we must give if we ever hope to have a return. The size of our return is dependent on the size of our gift and our return will be bountiful over and above our expectation. So I'm going to go. I was trying to run through this real quick, but the size of our return is dependent on the size of our gift. I automatically felt in the spirit somebody heart dropped but i want you to listen to this expectation it's a principle in investing that the bigger seeds you sow in investing right the bigger return you'll have so that's just a principle that god's put into the earth realm so investing goes by numbers so if i sow uh one hundred dollars and i get a 10 times return that i don't know if i'm doing my math right that means i get a thousand dollars back if I sow $1,000 and I get a 10 times return, the same return, that means I get 100,000 back or 10,000 back. I can't do the math. Math is not my strong subject. But whether, whatever it is, if you sow, you get a larger return back. So we need to have that expectation and we need to be excited about the opportunity to sow. And as we sow, we give the opportunity to receive to sow more the next time. 
So it's nothing to be depressed about or upset about. Nobody's asking you. We're talking about the principle. Nobody's asking you to give anything right now. We're talking about the principle of sowing and how if you give, the more you give, the more you receive back. The next one is the principle of heart decisions. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Once again, as we mentioned at least two times earlier, giving is about your heart. And if you're having an issue with giving, it's a heart issue with you, which you need to check within yourself. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. This is found in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. The decision of how much to give is always up to us. We know that the tithe belongs to God, but giving is more of an attitude than an amount. Get to the heart and add, get the heart and attitude right, and the amount will be exactly what it's supposed to be. You know, because I'm married, my wife and I, we have to come in agreement with our giving. And a lot of times we'll be in service and we haven't decided what to give. And we, you know, we'll text each other in the service. I'm going to give so-and-so. And that's confirmed by the other one because we two parties coming together. Right. So the Holy Spirit will give one of us an amount and it's confirmed through the other one. And we'll say, yep, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. So we know it was something that God wanted us to give, that it had a perfect purpose. So it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Now, sometimes, right, one of us will say a lower amount. But we've came into agreement that no matter what we say, we always go with the bigger amount. Because you can't short God and giving. You can't be God and giving. Because if one, because what, what did we mention earlier? The bigger you give, the bigger the return. So I want this bigger return responsibility. So if Sister Bettina, God told her 100 and God told me 50, hey, I want that return for that $100. So I'm going to flow with her. Yeah, we're going to give the big one. So God doesn't want our leftovers. He desires that we give our best resources, our first fruit, and lay our best gifts on the altar. Our giving starts with tithing, but it does not relieve us our responsibility to meet other needs as it becomes known. So giving is a heart issue. And we have to check our hearts before we start giving because that heart, I, what's the scripture? I didn't look it up before we uh, talked, talk, but it just popped up. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. That heart will keep you from receiving the blessings of God on your life if you do not allow that heart to be nurtured and heal through the word of God and by Holy Spirit. So now we're going to go to our tips that we talked about earlier. So they're going to sound a little familiar because we kind of tapped into them. Tip number one, open your heart to God. Giving is always a heart issue. If you are struggling in this area, ask God to reveal why you are struggling. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your cares for him for he cares for you. God cares about what you're going through. And it's important to him that you be obedient to his word. And if you want to have an honest talk with God, you know, and say, I'm struggling in this area, be honest with him. And he'll reveal to you in your heart why you have issues uh, with giving and with sowing into his kingdom. But open your heart to God. That's the first thing. Tip number two, he talked about this. Obey God and be a good steward. Obey God and be a good steward. Or that should say more clearly, sow your 10th, or whatever God tells you to give and be a good steward. God requires you to give the 10th, but you are still responsible for managing the 90% correctly. Giving tithes doesn't make magically make your debt disappear. 
it allows you to see the available opportunities at your disposal. So Malachi 3 and 10 says what? Once you give all the tithes and offering to the storehouse, he'll open the windows of heaven. He'll give you an opportunity for you to be blessed. The favor of God becomes unlocked in your life once you're obedient to his word. And then tip number three, have an expectation that you deserve to be blessed. Once you're obedient to God's word, you, you have a heart towards God and you love giving, you should have an expectation that you are blessed. You should have an expectation. You should feel deserved that you deserve to be blessed. Because you're now in obedience to God's word and give freely, expect and believe that there are opportunities for you to increase your net worth and take advantage of those possibilities. So now you should have an expectation that God is going to bless you. And once again, that money is not going to fall out the sky. We need to look for business opportunities. We need to look for opportunities to invest. We need to look for opportunities to run our own business. We need to look for multiple streams of income that will come into our life once we unlock the blessings of God on our life. And then the final thing I want to talk about before Pastor Sean comes, comes back if he have any questions. The end of the year is coming. We know the stock market has been up and down throughout the year. But I have 10 stocks that has kept winning throughout 2020, and they're probably going to continue to keep winning as we approach the end of the year into next year. Okay, so it's 10 different stocks. You can take them down. Number one, Square. Square, we know that's credit card processing company. Uh, you come in, if you have your own small business, you can put a little square on your phone and have people swipe and go across. So that's one of the things that Square does. They're up 206% year to date. Right. With all that's going on, COVID, everything else, the stock market going up and down, they're up 206 percent year to date. PayPal, we know who they are. You send money through PayPal. They're up 76 percent today, year to date. Tesla, we know Tesla. They're up 497 percent year to date. And we know what Tesla does with electric cars and energy and energy storage products. So if you would have. Sold a thousand dollars into Tesla at the beginning of the year, you would have got a return of 497%. Wow. Roku, they're up 90 91%. And we know what Roku is. If we have a regular standard TV, Roku, it makes media players which turn standard TVs into smart TVs. And then Amazon, they're up 69%. Amazon does e-commerce. And then service now. ServiceNow is up 82%. Now, a lot of people might not know who ServiceNow is, but ServiceNow is actually a vendor of the NBA. And when the NBA went through COVID and they had needed some IT management, different things like that, the NBA turned to ServiceNow. So ServiceNow provides technical management, support service management, and IT operations of large companies. And then Okta, OKTA, up 101%. So it connects any person with any application on any device so i think i heard that if you do lift they're the ones who get lift messages to you uh your car is outside so ring central up 76 percent ring central connects office remote and mobile employees under one phone system no matter the location and then twillow up 201 percent wow it provides link between the internet internet and telecom networks and then we all know Target. Target is up 34%. One of the things you need to understand, if you decide to go into stocks, you need to understand what a company does 
And if a company is successful at what they do and you understand it and it's a product that you will participate in or you see a product that you know a lot of people are going to participate in, it's probably a good stock to be a part of in the future. I was looking at TV the other day <coughs> and the, the CEO from the container store was on there. She was talking about how now our houses used to be places of refuge, but now because of COVID, that homes are offices, homes are schools, homes are all these different things now. And places like the container store allow you to separate the different areas of your life. So if I was you, just look at container store and see what's out there, different things like that. Think about the things you like to do and see the possibilities for you to invest or sow into those things to allow your life to be blessed. All right, Pastor Sean, that's all I have. Did you have any questions? Absolutely not. Just once again, what a blessed, blessed teaching you gave tonight on Financial Fridays. People of God, you are blessed. Amen. I'm going to say it again. You are blessed. And it's time for the people of God to start living like we read, like we pray, and like we expect. It's yeah. time for it to come into natural fruition. Yeah. It's our time. It's our season. And yeah. you can do it right now by setting up the right financial goals and tools naturally so that the supernatural can have something to jump onto and multiply. This is why we're here each and every Friday at 7 p.m. on Financial Fridays. Once again, presented to you by Marshall Davis Ministries. Have an expectation. Have an expectation. Yes, sir. You already have the word. You already have God. The rest of the perfect triangle is all about you. So what are you going to do about it? Because the blessings are waiting for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Once again, if you want to catch up on previous episodes of Financial Fridays, whether it's myself hosting with Elder Alonzo Hinton or our brother Anthony Williams, Prophet Anthony Williams, you can go find that on the Apostle Marshall Davis's Facebook page and also the Facebook page of Chicagoland Christian Center. At the beginning of the year, you will be able to find Financial Fridays on all streaming platforms, that being SoundCloud and iTunes as well. So we look forward to you being able to have it right there in your smartphone each and every day to listen to over and over again. So it can get down into your spirit and you can walk in the things that are being spoken into your lives right here on Financial Fridays. Even when we're done, we would like for you guys to go ahead and share it on your pages so that other people can receive as well. We look forward. Uh, are we going to be on after the holiday next Friday? Uh, I, I was going to ask you. I'm ready to go. I got I got a special guest. I'm going to talk to you about this. Hey, we're not doing Black Friday on Financial Friday. We're not doing Black we're Friday. Doing blessed Friday. That's right. Next Friday on Financial Friday is Blessed Friday with yes, a special sir. guest with Elder Alonzo Hinton. You heard yes, it here sir. first. Let everybody know. We'll be right back here next Friday at 7 p.m. so we can continue to be blessed in the things of God and to set up our success going into 2021. I might as well put it out there since I mentioned I'm going to have Kirk Gregory from Country Life Financial. Uh, he's going to talk about the importance of, of insurance and making sure you use insurance to leave a legacy to your children. So make sure you're here next Friday if you're interested in uh, hopefully you're interested in learning about insurance and why Kirk Gregg can help you out into leaving a legacy to your seed.
Amen. We look forward to it. And once again, join us next Friday with that special guest. It is a blessed Friday. Blessed Friday yeah. right here. We're not doing Black Friday. Blessed mm -hmm. Friday right here yeah. on yeah. Fridays. I like oh, it. I the Apostle Marshall Davis, Elder Alonzo Hinton, and for Marshall Davis Ministries, we bid you adieu until next this time, next Friday night. We'll have our special guest, and it'll be a blessed Friday. The best is yet to come. We love you with the love of the Lord. See you next Friday. Monday at 7 p.m. Monday. That's right. Man of Mondays this Monday. Yes, sir.